This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Grace, Jim, and Tom. And uh, this episode is the much-awaited and anticipated <laughs> Mandy review uh, as we dive into the world of one of our favorite actors of all time, Nicolas Cage. But we're going to start on a somber note, I guess, because we, we've prepared ourselves for this moment. Yeah. Uh, we didn't think it was going to happen so soon, but uh, as two geeks... Uh, we need to mourn the loss of Uncle Stan. Yeah. Stan Lee passed away, 95 years young. Uh, how did you find out when Stan Lee died? Nicole texted me. Really? I think that's a going trend is everyone's significant other is like, hey, uh, you know that old man that you like? <laughs> you know that, that guy who made your books? <laughs> he, he's gone. That Stan Lee feller? Yeah, it was just, I, I was saying on Active Geek, I got like six texts. Yeah. And it was just like everybody and like emails from co- old co-workers like Stan Lee died. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. My clients were telling me. They yeah. heard it on the radio. They got the alert on their phones. It was uh, it was on Chelsea's birthday, Chelsea's thirty <laughs> yeah. first birthday, um, and I was completely shut down. <laughs> and I told you in in a text that like I was more upset for this than some of my family members yeah. who died. And I don't like I knew my family members. I met Stan Lee for forty seconds in Boston two years yeah. ago, and I don't know this guy created my childhood, right. our childhood. So it was, yeah, he uh, didn't like Stanley contrib is. He might be, for me, the single largest contributor to what I care about. Yeah. So He's like the Disney of our generation. Yeah. Like, we grew up on his stuff, and he's like Disney, Jim Henson. Yeah. He's definitely in a pantheon of, of just creators that forced everybody to change their ways. And, yeah. And, you know. Does, uh, does he go on the Mount Rushmore of creators? I, I think so. You have to, right? Yeah. I, for I, me. I mean... Of, of, like, fictional creators, because you can't go, like, Edison and Tesla right, and stuff right, like that. Right. Uh, I would say him, Disney, Jim Henson, and Tolkien. Yeah, I mean, for me, Roddenberry would be up there. Yeah, Roddenberry was good, too. Um, Roddenberry would be up there, and it, depending on how you want to, you know, we're talking about top four. It depends on how you want to put Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mr. Rogers wasn't content creator. Well, he was a content creator, but yeah, he, he created a whole universe. So yeah, world. but he forced like people to, uh, he didn't force anybody to do anything, but just by through being nice was just like, you know, you got to. So I don't think maybe he should be up there with them. I think he's just in a different realm. Yeah. But yeah, those four, well, you know, Tolkien is interchangeable for me with Roddenberry. Yeah. Or Conan Doyle with Sherlock. True. Yeah. True. Or even, I mean, Rod Serling. Yeah. Did he? He didn't create. He was just a narrator of. No, that, he. That was his. Okay. Yeah. yeah but they, yeah, I mean, I guess the older you get, those people switch in and out. But yeah. Disney's always going to be up there, and yeah. I, I rightfully so. But I, I do think Stan Lee's as, especially now. Yeah. His creations are, is like the fuel for movies. Yeah, they and, redefine and, the yeah. the movie genre or yeah. the movie feel. I guess the, the experience because like. Everybody's trying to go into creating like a, a superhero and, and a cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, Chuck texted me a couple weeks ago, or this past week, um, a picture of like a very seductive picture of uh, Frankenberry laying <laughs> down with a headline that said General Mills is making a cinematic universe. Right. For what? Like, what? Who's going to roll out fourteen dollars per ticket to see the Count Chocula movie? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to go see Hotel Transylvania, <laughs> let alone Count Chocula. Yeah. So it's just Marvel just they had the characters, the B characters that turned into the yeah. A characters in movie world. And, and, and you know, comic book wise, DC might have the more the the greater characters, yeah. more influential characters in Batman, Superman, and Green now Arrow, yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman now. Um, but that's not. I don't know. That didn't change. Like Stan Lee was Marvel. Yeah, and you know he carried it on his back for a very long time. And if you take kids, DC is not one man's name. Yeah, and if you take kids now, and you were saying name 10 Marvel characters versus 10 Batman characters, they'd probably know more Marvel characters yeah. or not uh, DC characters. They'd probably more know more Marvel than yeah. DC. So, you know, you get you get the Trinity in DC and then the rest and is kind even of a gray area. To some extent there is confusion like oh, yeah. you know, Aquaman's coming out and they're like, "Well, I don't feel like see, like yeah, it's another Marvel movie." Yeah, another no, Christmas not, Marvel yeah, movie. But... No, it's the it's it's actually going to be probably the best DC movie. Right. That's how, so, I, can't, I can't wait to review that. No, I, I can't. It's going to be so good. I saw they just showed um, a new trailer uh, when I saw. I feel like I've seen enough. Fantastic! Yeah, they showed another one oh, on right. Fantastic Beast, Crime and Grindelwald. Yeah, I'm not going to look up any more trailers. Mm-hmm. Don't. It gives more away. It, yeah. It's just like now you see Dolph Lundgren more, and you see <laughs> Willem Dafoe, and you're like, oh, I forgot Willem Dafoe was in this yeah. movie. So yeah, it's just I'm moving away from it. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yes. The Amazon Prime view um, subscribers are able to see Aquaman six days early. Really? December seventh, I believe. Why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess they they hold rights to. There's oh my god. There's a, probably an Alexa in Atlantis, and they're like you know. Is it on 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 Amazon or? No, you have to go to Regal. Okay. Um, I have the the link. I'm not going to put it up on our Instagram because I don't want anybody in New Jersey to <laughs> to go because I want us to have the tickets. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a link that says okay. like if you want to go, I'll send it to you. But I'm so excited for that. But let's go to Stanley. Let's. Uh, the King of Cameos. Yeah. Um, him and Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, probably have the most cameos in entertainment. Hit me with some of your favorite cameos. We can do ten. We can do five. We can just talk uh, about I mean, as I many got as a you top want. Ten. Okay. And I, I th- you did yours on Active Geek, so you know there's so, probably some crossover. And I'm gonna try and remember mine. So I'll go. I'll go down the list, and I, you know, we could comment and probably piggyback off what I have. So I'll go top ten. Okay. Uh, ten. Probably closer to your top five, I think. Uh, Civil War. That was Tony, my number. That was my number two. Yeah, Tony Stank. Yeah, it was great. That was a great line. Mall rats. Yeah, that was that was on my list. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that was an old one too. And it's such an like an underrated one because yeah. like that was like I think that might have been his first non Marvel movie cameo. Right, and it's nineteen what nineteen eighty something, right? No, I think like ninety three, okay. ninety four, where. Yeah. He, Jason Lee's looking in the like creeping in the lingerie <laughs> store, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, Mary K- Mary Jane and Peter were shopping, and the green uh, not green arrow the um, hobgoblin came through and pumpkin bombed the hell out of it. It's so good. Uh, the Hulk, because uh, it's Lou and Stan, and the original Hulk. No, oh the, when um, when he's walking the security one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chuck, uh, Chuck had that Lou one. Lou Ferrigno and Stan. Oh, what did you think of that movie? Uh, I didn't like any of the original Hawks. That was the, the only one I kind of liked was the actually the one with Ed Norton. Yeah, that one was like they, technically that was kind of put into the MCU. Yeah, because has what's his name at the end of it? Right? Yeah, Tony Stark. It Tony starts Stark, with yeah. the whole uh, Avengers thing. Uh, Ant Man, uh, Luis's flashback yeah. when he's the bartender. Yeah, uh, only. Not so much for Stan Lee's role. I mean, even though Stan Lee had a cool role in it, 
But it, that whole scene yeah. was hilarious. Anything that he's in, Luis yeah. is in, is it's fantastic. <laughs> he needs a super suit. Um, Fantastic Four with the Silver Surfer. When he's on the list, he's well, at the they, wedding, right? Yeah, he wants to get to the wedding, but yeah. they don't. Play, they don't think he's Stan Lee, so it's like Stan Lee playing Stan Lee. Do you, there was what two movies that he didn't make a cameo in? Yeah, there's. Like, um, I don't think he was in the Blade series. No, he wasn't in Blade, and he wasn't in. Uh, I think Iron Man three. They showed like a picture of. Yeah, him. but he wasn't in Trank's version of Fantastic Four either. Yeah, because there yeah. was no source material for that. Right. So that was, yeah. Yeah, they no, think they think DC made that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. Stan Lee wasn't mad about yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck that movie. Uh, Iron Man the original. Yeah. it's his first one. They mm-hmm. think he's Hugh Hefner. Uh, Guardians two. That was my number it? one. Um, proof that he's the Watcher. Yep. And we had that. You know, as much as we love. Um, uh, uh, theories. So. Yeah, and that was like that was the biggest one. Like from yeah. the jump, like he did ten cameos, and you're like, he's got to be part of the Watchers. Like it's now, fantastic. I heard Chuck say uh, from the Active Geek podcast, he was saying that he wasn't a Watcher, but he was he was the informant. Yeah, I thought. See, I really thought he was Uatu. Well, you had you had the other Watchers there. Yeah, and he's like he's telling the stories. I guess you're right. Yeah, he would be just the informant. And the only reason I got informant out of it was on Guardians Two. Yeah, and he was wearing a space helmet and mm-hmm. everything. So and maybe sa- that's right. It says in his casting, it says Watch oh. uh, Watchers informant. Okay, but I guess yeah, that's a. But he should be like he he needs to be like an Eternal. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron because he gets two scenes and uh, he gets drunk in it. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, X Men Apocalypse because uh, he's with his wife. Yep, that was a good one. Um, and Deadpool because it's in the strip club. Yeah, that was a really good one. It's kind of a well, Deadpool with an honorable mention of the uh, the Deadpool short. Yeah, I love that Deadpool short. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Did you see the petition that people want Ryan Reynolds to be dressed as Stanley yeah. in every or Deadpool <laughs> to be dressed as Stanley in every Marvel movie going forward? <laughs> I'm on board with it. Yeah, with the, just uh, wear the suit, but mm-hmm. it would be great. Did, now, all right. So he's been he's been gone a week now, right? Yeah. And two people have come out and have been kind of shitty about the way the people have mourned. Uh, Army Hammer, who I don't think anybody likes anymore, yeah. um, said something about how everybody's making it about their them because they're posting pictures. But well, you share like this guy's a legend. You want to share yeah. that you had. I did it. You know. You share a picture with a legend, somebody that's on your bucket list. And then Bill Maher. Did you hear the Bill yeah, Maher I stuff? Yeah, I heard Bill Maher. Do you remember that Bill Maher was in Iron Man 3? Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was on. All right, so he comes out. He writes a blog, and he says how shitty, like, yeah, it's it, how childish says, it is, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's childish. It's smart people. Yeah, smart like, people move away from books with pictures. Yeah, and, and start doing stuff. Yeah. He wants people to, to stop being, like, intentionally stupid. Yeah, well, there's a TV TV scene, I believe it's Iron Man 3, pretty sure it's Iron Man 3, where they're rebranding War Machine to yeah. uh, Iron Patriot. And Bill Maher saying, nothing like government, nothing says government like a rebranding. <laughs> and like, he said that like, Stanley only encouraged people to go see a movie. Yeah. He, yet he profited off of that. And yeah, it was, well, it, there's some things I agree with, but Bill Maher is more of a shock jock than anything yeah. else. He's not a radio guy, but. You know, I don't think anybody, and I think he said that to, for him to go to his next, you know, story and yeah. goal was to say, you know, adults should concentrate on making the world smarter and better, mm-hmm. and comic books aren't smart. 
well. I guess is his. But uh, you know, it, it's we aren't allowed to tell anybody what's art and what's not art. Yeah. Neither is Bill Maher. Exactly. And and he, Bill Maher, he can't. Who's he to say what is real art or, or you know what really? counts as smart yeah just because he thinks he's smart and like he did it so underhandedly he did it on his blog and not his show yeah like i feel like if you're gonna attack an entire population like this is the the one thing that comic book fans can agree on that bill maher was wrong so you had an entire population being attacked by a grieving population being attacked and he does it on the blog and like i would put it on the show if i were bill maher but i guess he didn't want to be not only that is you know who is he to say that what people can and cannot be inspired by? Yeah. There is countless, countless, countless amounts of people who are inspired by, you know, uh, Stan Lee. Yeah, and if you and, if you read the comics now, they're putting the current scope of government in the comics, yeah. and they're like they had the uh, the Mockingbird comic that said like my. Ask me about my feminist agenda. Right. And then there's this American American Carnage uh, comic coming out from Vertigo where a black FBI agent goes undercover in a white nationalist yeah. group. And and in 1968, and you know, this has been brought up a thousand times, Stanley's soapbox, which is one of the things I showed, is he's preaching in 1968 about being inclusive and everybody being allowed to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And... and for just to be kind to each other and and you know that kid that you bump into just might be a super powered yeah so he's been preaching that forever and he was he started making comic books during world war one yeah and he's seen everything and captain america is a direct like he comes out of world war one he punched hitler right you know it, it stanley agreed on that like he signed off on that yeah and punisher morphs into how America felt about the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, he's been relevant and he's been on point and he's gotten, gotten history and ideas into people's minds who wouldn't usually go out and read. Absolutely. You know, a, a, a 400 page book on World War One. You know, they go and they see what, what, it, What's Captain America talking about? Who is he really fighting? Yep. And then you learn your history from there. Yeah, and you look at like the stars that have been in these movies, like Ruffalo. Without the Hulk and the Avengers, Ruffalo's platform wouldn't be as big as it is now, yeah. where he can encourage people to vote and can his Twitter is super political. Right. Like he's telling he's you one like, of the most political people exactly. in Hollywood. And if it weren't for the Stan Lee movies, you know, millions of people wouldn't be right. seeing those tweets you know they would just know mark ruffalo from his early work so it's just it's just one of those things but there since he's been gone there's been an like there's been a rumor that we're gonna get a biopic yeah which we should right yeah who do you think should play stanley because there's one guy who says he wants to play him uh, who to play stanley that's a weird one because I'm so used to seeing stanley's face mm-hmm. like it's hard to like and you'd have to go from young Stanley to old Stanley. Right. I don't know. So I think Tom Holland would make a great young Stanley. Young Stanley. If you see a picture of young Stanley and Tom Holland next to each other, it's eerie how similar yeah. they look. But the guy who came out and said, "I want to do the Stanley movie," Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, he'd be great. Right. Yeah. And, and he's a great actor. So. And Marvel Studios needs to produce it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that has to be a. That's Kevin that, Feige that needs to be, have his name on. Yeah, that would be a great. And keep it, it in the family, and it'd be an awesome like. 
way for them to kind of steer into semi-seriousness. I mean, it's not going to, you know, it doesn't have to be an Oscar-winning yeah. picture. I mean, it can if it wants, but... It doesn't even have to be a, a theater movie. Like, this could mm-hmm. be the first movie that they release on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And you just roll out a Stanley biopic, and it hour and a half, that's all you need. And if you look at it, like, that Mr. Rogers, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, that film's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. And uh, have you seen it yet? I've seen parts of it. But. Yeah, it's on Redbox. I need to get yeah. it. But uh, I've heard it's like a tearjerker, and like I want to show my clients it because it's like he's just an ultimate character. Like he was yeah. a great human being. So I want to want to show him that. But uh, I would definitely pay to see a Stanley biopic. Yeah, definitely. And you get you, you think of just like the the progress and the the process of building everything. It would just be awesome, and it could win an award. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't see why to. not. But it does. You don't have to make it to win an award. Yeah. They were making like a fictional Stanley biopic. That was a rumor where he was like a, a jungle warrior or like a like, <laughs> th- like Stanley in the middle of Jumanji. Like I don't. It was they were talking about it like a couple years ago. Uh, I wouldn't see that at all. No. But there's a there's a Stanley cameo. I talked about it on Act Geek. The the one from Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen Teen Titans? No, Go? I haven't. When you watch that, like just I think you can just YouTube it by this point. It's awesome. He's making fun of himself <laughs> in the movie. For the for the other guy, yeah. But it's also a company that he worked for. You know, he mm-hmm. he did the amalgam comics over there, and right. He, I mean, his creations helped do some well, other heroes over there. Yeah, but he and, also and, took yeah. from some other Kirby inspired stuff over right. over there. So. Yeah, I was gonna say Jack Kirby used some of the Marvel ideas over there, but yeah, I mean they're mostly his. Yeah, I mean you look at Dark Side and Deathstroke, and yeah. you know the Atom. All those guys are now more popular uh well the, D- yeah, the as dc uh I, I guess the marvel counterparts are more popular than the dc originals we haven't seen dark side yet true uh so thanos is obviously huge now um the ant-man has two movies the adam's a bro on legends <laughs> and uh deathstroke was called deadpool in a dc movie and deadpool <laughs> has what three movies coming out now yeah. with uh deadpool uh once upon a christmas or whatever the hell it's called yeah i I don't even know what's going on. Like, I, I tried to explain what the PG-13 Deadpool 2 is, yeah. and nobody could really understand. I was like, I don't know either. I think, all right, so my understanding is that they've toned it down completely. Right. Um, and they've included Fred Savage. How, if For what? Maybe Fred Savage is uh, the juggernaut in this, or like uh, um, what, Julian Dennison's character? He's like that's doing, his, Okay. Or Cable. Like, they couldn't get Josh Brolin to do a... Uh, like a, a preteen movie, so are you taking Binks to see that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's only seven days. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. yeah, he can't. I think we've watched the TV version of Deadpool. Yeah, but I don't. Th- we can't see any of the, any anything else. We can't see Deadpool too. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be fifteen. Yeah. That's like that's the <laughs> that's the thing. He's got to be fifteen. But I don't know. There, we could we could do an entire episode on Stanley, which we probably can't. We should. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe in the future. I don't see why not. Maybe on, I would say his birthday, but uh, it's <clears throat> next month. Yeah, I know. He was born in December. So um, I guess we'll end it with uh, that we we thank him. Yeah, definitely. For all of his work. And yeah. without he him, we wouldn't have a Legitimately, for me, uh, one of the most important creators yeah. in, in, in my life. And we tried to go meet him. Yeah. You know, Big Apple Con, God damn it. <laughs> we, we tried so hard to go meet him. And he never came to Philly. Yeah. And he was, you know, when he got sick, we all panicked mm-hmm. a little bit. And, and then he came out of it fine. And then Joan died. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my god! It's like one 
you know he di- she dies he's bound to go yeah. next and he held, he held on man despite yeah. uh, he had pneumonia he was hearing loss his wife dies his, people are stealing his blood uh, his I think it's like his family's like really screwing the, the him the rumor was that his daughter was stealing money from yeah. him but then he made a video saying it was all oh did you, that, that video was cringy yeah that was super cringy there was a video that just came out about how he was speaking about how much he loved his fans yeah that's uh it was like a, somebody let their recorder on mm-hmm. and he was just talking out the you know he didn't oh. know he was being recorded. could you imagine if he was like yeah fuck those guys <laughs> they're the worst like that that would have tarnished me but like he he totally like he he broke through all the the shit that happened later in his life he was yeah. me too'd and like he, he didn't lose a beat yeah like, i mean it was like an old man just slapping butts at a, uh, a nursing home yeah, that's what they said he was doing. But like, and I think people came well, out yeah, and said like that was Well, yeah, like one of his too. assistants said it's a you know he did it to her, and then the death nail is always oh, and there's plenty more that he did it to. Yeah, but nobody comes forward. Yeah, like when it happened to um, Bill Cosby, they all came forward. Yeah, so you know, if something happened, the only way I think Stan Lee's legacy to me that can get tarnished. <laughs> If something of Bill Cosby magnitude comes yeah. out, or if like he, they find out that he was like an informant for the Nazis, like maybe I would be like, oh, <laughs> all right, Stan, I can't, I can't be your friend anymore. But uh, until then, he will always be my uncle. <laughs> like it is what it is. He'll always be my uncle. So um, I, I'm, I'm glad that I got a chance to meet him. But I'm also glad that his works were, you know, put out there. Like we're yeah. still going to see his works. He did his Avengers Four cameo, Captain Marvel cameo. Um, so we'll see him and we'll see his face in like yeah. Apparently on he made he like it was a deal that he had to he, so he wouldn't fly. Yeah, he would film. I wonder how that works. I mean, it only works for him. Yeah, where you know twenty different directors go. Okay, well I got Stan it too, and you get Stan it like yeah. And then they just film it just just a random scene. Yeah, just on green screen. Just say this, and we'll put you there. Yeah. Um, and the Venom cameo was cooler too. Yeah, I'm glad we got to see him that. And Chuck and I t- talked about um, Tom McFarlane and Stan's relationship, and I asked him if he thought that Stanley would have made a cameo in Spawn. Would you think he would have made a cameo in Spawn if he'd been alive? That would have been nice. And uh, you know, I think he, somebody you know would have to ask him. I think, yeah. but he would always be, I think, interested. No, that's what we're gonna do. That's our mission. We're going to reach out to Todd McFarlane and see see if that's a good question to ask him. I'm going to get on the horn today and ask him. But that's our, our little Stanley tribute, 25 yeah. minutes of Stanley tribute. Um, we're going to move from Stanley's tribute to an acid trip of a movie. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this movie for the past three or four weeks that we right. were going to get to it. Um, and then we didn't put out two episodes because, you know, real life happens. And then I watched the movie. And immediately finished watching the movie, and I was like, I need to talk to somebody about this movie, like somebody who saw it. We watched Mandy, yeah. um, a Nicolas Cage movie, 2018. I don't, it's not a huge release, no. but it is a 2018 movie called Mandy. Yeah, and it's a uh, billed as Nicolas Cage's best movie possibly of his career. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's of his career. Going in sixty seconds is a pretty good film. <laughs> well. Yeah, but Gone. It depends. Yeah, this is the best can movie I he's watch, done post two thousand. Can I watch Gone sixty seconds? Yeah. yeah, I love Gone sixty seconds. But I saw it like I had the DVD. I saw yeah. it a thousand times. Snake Eyes, yeah. right? Oh, uh, Con Air. Con Air was great. Face Off. I mean, he did win an Oscar. Yeah, I, that's crazy. 
Yeah. Like, and now you see, like, the... For leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, and you see the decline. Yeah. And it went from that Adaptation, to, too. He, won, he he got nominated. He did the Ghost Rider. Yikes. Uh, he did... Uh, no see, Stan Lee cameo there. No. I don't think you want to be on that one. Uh, Season of the Witch. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a great movie. Oh. My dad my dad and I were talking about this movie today. Um, I give him movie references, or, or re- referrals. And I'm like, you need to watch Mandy, because you're going to be like, what the fuck is this movie? And he's like, who's in it? I'm like, Nicolas Cage. He's like, oh, Nicolas Cage is a great actor. How about that movie with the witch? I'm like, oh. I was like, no. Or is he talking about Sorcerer's Apprentice? No, he's he, no, he he meant Season of the Witch because he was like Ron Perlman's in it too. I was uh, like, okay. yeah, yeah, that movie was awful. I was like, if you like that movie, you're gonna love this one. Yeah. Uh, this is the might be the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. There was a point in time in my life where I drank a lot, okay. heavily, real heavily, and I just drink and I'd stay up all night and I watch, you know, I'd leave the bar. And I go and I watch movies. Okay. And then, like I'd watch like indie movies, foreign movies, where like I'd have to read subtitles, but I'd be too drunk to read subtitles. But that's where you did you discover the movie Martyrs through yes. a drunken stupor? Yeah. Okay. And then I had to watch it again, sober. And like oh my god, it, no, it was just as bad. But I'll never forget you introducing that movie to our group of friends. Yeah, and everyone's like, like, you're like, I got a great movie to watch, and we're like, oh, this is this is dark. <laughs> But it's hard to explain, like, you know, horror porn, French horror porn yeah. sort of thing, or, you know, torture porn. Um, but this is something I definitely should have been drunk for. Yeah, I, I looked at Chelsea. I was like, I need to be on something for this. Yeah, right. Like, shrooms or something. I need something. that super LSD. Yeah. But, but then you're going to end up putting, like, 10,000 clothespins on your face, on your skin. You're going <laughs> to, like, you're going to attach a sword to your dick and then run around in, in bondage outfits. Yeah. It was just that one, you know, we'll get to those parts. That's actually in the movie. And there's a lot to get to, so maybe we won't get to all of it. Yeah. But All right, so let's let's run it down a little bit. Uh, it's by uh, Panos Kazamatos, um, who worked on Tombstone. Yep. His father was the principal photographer on Tombstone. And Tombstone's important because we wouldn't have Mandy without the royalties to Tombstone. Tombstone, thirty years old. Yeah, there's still royalties. Yeah, I, I'm, I swear it's on the Paramount Network like every other week. Yeah, and I, it, I love Tombstone. It's a great movie. Yeah, I think Val Kilmer is rolling in his grave. That it, he's not even dead. He's <laughs> like almost. Uh, he's rolling wherever he's at, and he's like, oh my god, this movie is funded on Tombstone money. I guess it was rough. Um, it's got Nicolas Cage in it, and if you know anybody else in it, then you are a true moviegoer. Yeah, because I couldn't tell you who else was in it, but it has Andrea uh, Rosenbow. Bur- Bur- Riseboro, who plays Mandy Bloom, Linus Roach, who plays Jeremiah Sand, Ned Dahey as Brother Swan, who may have been my favorite character in this yeah. entire movie. Um, when he breaks out that pan flute and he summons, <laughs> and he calls, oh, he summons the bikers from hell. It was the best scene in my life. Um, Olwyn Fury and Richard Brake. And, oh, and Bill Duke. You know Bill Duke. Everybody Bill Duke, knows yeah, Bill, that, Bill that Duke. Is... If you're watching Black Lightning, you know Bill Duke because he's in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's about who's in it. The movie is described as fantasy horror drama. Fantasy horror drama. LSD trip. Biker. Biker porn. Yeah. It's uh, set in 83. Gore. Metal metal gore. Yeah, it's a black metal music video that's two hours and one minute long. Uh, (laughs) All right, so if I have to mash this movie up, I'm thinking LSD, flea market blankets... (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons. That's what you're getting out of this movie. And Jonesboro. Right. Or or Jonestown. Jonestown. So that's where I'm going with this. So if 
Overall, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I I liked it more than you did. Yeah. I liked it more for, like, there's a lot of, apparently this is sort of a, a in the unit, like, a Quentin Tarantino uses his in-universe, nothing's a sequel to anything else, but yeah. it's all related. Mm-hmm. This is apparently related to... Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah. And it's, this guy apparently likes to take a lot of risks. Yeah. He, like, you know, and he has his own vision for what, what you know, a movie should look like. The very first thing I wrote was, like, this feels real nostalgic. Yeah. Like, it looks like a movie you would watch after midnight on Cinemax. Yeah, like, or public access. Like, 15 years ago. Yeah. And uh, that's, like, intentional. Yeah. But, it, uh, it looked like it was, like, and we, we a podcast that you and I listen to has made mention to this, but it looks like it's somebody's, like, final paper or final presentation yeah. of a film film school yeah uh, because it's it's the attention to detail is so crazy in it that like there's crazy cut scenes there's yeah. like if you could put an instagram filter on it it's like rosa like throughout the whole movie like but like yeah the zoom, the i get what you're zoom, saying stuff like that it, it's like it's very artsy somebody got to was going to film school and the first day like in vocabulary words they seen avant-garde mm-hmm. and they just stopped there yep said i'm done i'm gonna go make a movie because that's all they yep. learned about he made two movies in the <laughs> yeah. same style but this was like i didn't hate the movie chelsea absolutely hated the movie she she still curses me that we watched it uh but i didn't hate it i just wish it was 45 minutes shorter right uh they paid a lot yeah they paid a lot of attention to like these you know deepening the relationships and and giving each person that you see like five minutes to tell their own story yeah everybody gets a chance to like you know and i I think that's draw it gets drawn out yeah because you, they tell their story, but it's so ambiguous that you don't know what's happening. You don't know where you're at. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, but the, it, the movie yeah, opens. With, maybe that's intentionally made to keep you on your back foot. Yeah. Like, well, the movie opens with Nicolas Cage in the woods, yeah. cutting down one tree and in a football jersey <laughs> and walking away. And calling it a night. Yeah, like it's MacGyver. Like, the tree's <laughs> going to blow up as it falls. And, like, he gets into a helicopter. Yeah. Like, where, what forest is he in that this is happening? Shadow Mountain Forest? Yeah, in 1983. And then he goes back to... We don't know where they're at. Yeah. Right? We, we've pretty much established that we have no idea. It's like it's like they're in the, the they're woods in of like, Snow White. Yeah, the, somewhere in the Arctic Circle. Cause yeah. It's the certainly opening, cold there. After that, after he chops a tree down and we learn he's a lumberjack, that's important, sort of. <laughs> the house is cool. Yeah. Do you with think, all the windows. Do you think Mandy was a an architect? I don't know. Where she do you was, get that house? Is is Red building was, this? Yeah, Red building. She was she was a store. She worked at a convenience store. Do you think there was something wrong with Mandy? <laughs> do you think she might have been a little autistic? Because <laughs> you I, would be closer to being an expert than I, I would. I kind of think she was autistic. Yeah. Because she was like she had no people skills. She was the art, not autistic, artistic. Yeah. Like, because it, it goes right into that first death metal cover that we see. She's like the creator of Hot Topic. <laughs> That's like, she's, where she's pentagrams like, all over her shirt. Well, she has like Black, where it's Black Sabbath, yeah. Motley Crue. And, but uh, she draws like the, the wolf. Yeah. And the, the, like the, the red chalk. And everything is, is like, 
this guy must have went through like his death metal record collection from when he was like 13 years old Mm -hmm. and was like oh let's make a scene about this one let's make a scene about this one and he's he's obviously Nicolas Cage's age and he's like how can this guy get a hot goth chick (laughs) well she's gotta be kind of weird and work at a store so he's a lumberjack and she's metal as shit yeah um the, he shows the writer the, it's a lion roaring or a tiger roaring at the sun yeah they're like that doesn't fit into this movie at all he's like make a goddamn scene around <laughs> yeah right he's like this was my favorite blacklight poster that i bought in 1986 it was like i just the one thing i wrote down was i need it more of a yeah, it an, is like the burlin auction backlot right <laughs> right for anybody that doesn't know what that is it's hard to explain no but. just think of your think of your flea market your local flea market yeah, it, chain link fence and it's the front section of spencer's just <laughs> on those fences it's like everything's closed pinned to the fences it's a lot of panthers a lot of wolves and tigers on tapestries it's rough it's, it's just like that's what this movie is i'm telling you i just wish that there was more there needed to be more story about who these people were like i don't know who red was to the point that well you know he's a recovering alcoholic yeah and we know that he's a... And you know she was abused. And he's a lumberjack. Right. How the hell is he able to forge a, a battle axe? Because he's on Super LSD. But like... No, no he's he not even on the Super he, LSD he yet. He hasn't that yet. No, he's, he's just... He just goes to Bill Duke and he's super confident. And like somebody's in the background of this movie in this scene playing a didgeridoo. <laughs> and he's wielding this battle Bill axe. Bill Duke is your exposition. Yeah, he's, he's the like, best part yeah, of the movie. I know these guys. I've heard of them killing people before. How have you heard of these? These okay, we haven't even explained anything. Nobody knows anything yet. His hit when Bill Duke got into the movie, I was like, I know what's happening now. Like he's telling you, like they hired me to tell you guys that you're not smart enough for this movie, because you get to the point where like the first thirty minutes are like you get knock knock joke, you get a weird discussion about Saturn and Jupiter and about how like how cosmic they are. Yeah. And then you get Jeremiah and his crew. How many people could fit in that van? There were eight people in that van. And I thought they were an RV. Yeah. But they're in like a shagging wagon. And she fought, he, Jeremiah's driving. the. Well, he's not driving. Brother Solomon's driving. and Or Brother... Yeah. Brother yeah. Swan. Brother, brother Swan. Swan, yeah. He's driving. And then where was Mandy going in this situation? I think she was just walking home. She looked like she was lost... And like coming down from a bender, yeah. She's like permanently. She may be. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about what's happening in this movie. No, this might be one that you have to watch again to put all the pieces. Like, yeah, you know, the first time. Have you ever seen a Memento? Yes. It's kind of like that. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. now I got to go back. And Inception. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be in for this. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going into blood, guts, cheddar goblin, battle axes. That's. The last hour, yeah, of the movie. like a, a nostalgic '80s gore. Yeah, because movie. the trailer is so deceiving. The trailer right. makes it seem like this is balls to the wall. This is Crank in 1983 <laughs> with a battle axe, and you're like, yes, this is this is exactly what I want. But the first hour is it's the roughest hour of film to watch. The only thing I established was, it, yeah, I mean, it's weird because it, the composer died too. I think right after this. Yeah, but it, it's Johan uh, Johansson. Yeah, great name. It's it's supposed you know it's all tone yeah. it's all musical tone setting up the you know and these cool visuals and these you know uh, real close up shots and yeah. all these things and then 
it kind of lulls you into like what what's what is what's the goal here? What are we doing? Yeah, because you're you're go, you're going nowhere. Then he kicks you in the dick. Yeah, and speaking and by showing you another man's dick. Yeah, uh, when Mandy gets kid, well. The the best parts were with Jeremiah, honestly, because when we find out who Jeremiah is, he was great. Yeah, Linus Roach played him. I loved Nicolas Cage in this movie. Well, the first hour, I didn't like Nicolas no, Cage because he first wasn't, hour you just you're like he had two I, words of dialogue. This is a movie that gets a lot of play because of talk and fan service yeah. saying you have to see this movie. Yeah, have to see it. And for a first hour, you're like, why did anybody tell me to yeah. see this stupid ass movie? Yeah. Because and, it's just it gets to the point where it's so right, so just visual. Like you're you're like watching scenes happen, but nothing's happening. And it's like muted converse. Even the conversation between the two of them when they're laying in bed yeah. and, and like under like I guess the Northern Lights. I had to hit subtitles for that. I'm not yeah, they lie. don't like even that. They don't really put a lot of effort into letting you know what they're saying. That was it's the, just conversation. It's the, tone. The one thing that I understood out of the first hour is that Mandy's father was a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Where they're killing starlings, I was like, "Oh, that's awful." Yeah. And then you find out that you know there's something weird going on with Jeremiah, other than that he's a cult leader. Um, I I immediately got that he was sleeping with his mother. Well, more than likely. Yeah. Well, she says at the end, yeah, yeah. you know, I was his best lover. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then I thought, I thought the one girl, uh, Lucy, I think her name was, when she came in the door, I thought he, she was pregnant. The sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was sleeping with her too. I think is that Brother Swan's sister? I think so. They let her. He Red lets her go. Yeah. Which, Which was the best decision by Red because yeah. she was she was so brainwashed. Like when she he's like, well, show yeah, me how, they do that. Show yeah. me how much you love me, and he does Russian roulette to the head. I was waiting. For, that's yeah. the moment where I thought that they were gonna blow her head off. Right. I was like, this is this is where it's gonna happen. But the moment the movie turned around for me, like the first, I'll say forty five minutes. The moment the movie turned around for me was when Brother Swan found out his mission was to go get Mandy, mm-hmm. and him, the guy with his mouth open, <laughs> the muscle, and the kid from Bad Santa are in the van, and they go to the middle of the woods. And he pulls out the Ocarina of Time from fucking <laughs> Zelda. And he plays it twice. He blows into it twice. And then quads roll up. And yeah. like... You Satellites got, come. Yeah, you got a guy who looks like Abe Sapien from Hellboy. You have guy covered... It was Hellraiser with uh, um, clothespins. And then another guy who had drill bits coming out of yeah. his entire body. They show up. And I'm like, what is happening? And then... <laughs> He's like rubbing his like he's got a metal nail. He's rubbing it on Brother Solomon's yeah. or Brother Swan's they need face. Blood, yeah. But they actually like he gives him like super LSD yeah. to like power him up. And that's when I wish it would have been a little brighter because I want to see what these guys truly look right. like. I want to see like the behind the scenes footage of what these guys yeah. look like because they were pretty cool. Yeah, I, well, I think that was like it was intentionally made for so you can go. Is it? Are they are they demons? I, it, Did he summon demons? I thought that that's when I thought because that they there is up no out. there is no like there's horror. Yeah, there's demon summoning. There's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's an alien spaceship. There's gore. Yep. There's there's there is no you can't put this in any shoebox and say yeah. that's what this is. I thought they were demons. I yeah. thought he by playing I they that. Were yeah, when he played that, I was like, "Oh, he opened up hell." I was right. like, "These these guys are coming out there," and we don't find we find out from Bill Duke of all people tells us that 
they're just three meth heads that were in the woods that got LSD and turned into that. Yeah. They just abuse some super LSD that mm-hmm. Nick Nick Cage just takes a, a tiny hit. Yeah. And goes nuts. Yeah, that, that... You could say that the LSD is the main character. Absolutely. That yeah. scene where he just immediately, like, it goes into a lava lamp. <laughs> like, and you're just like, oh, my God. It's like you're going on you're going on the trip with him. That was a good scene. Where, first of all... Or when they kidnap her and they give her LSD in the eyeball. Yeah. And some hornet stings her. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea's like, what is that? I'm like, I think it's a scorpion. And I'm like, no. It's the biggest... B and I'm like I dabble in beekeeper, uh, so like they pulled this four like maybe like twelve inch bee out, jabbed her in the neck, and what she say? Uh, I call that the cherry on yeah, top. Yeah, uh, it, it's it'll be the best tie you've ever been on. Yeah, and it it kind of takes us along for the ride because re- they slow all everybody down, and and that it's whole, like first person perspective. And me. the high ruined Mandy's entire life. Right. Because they find well, let's go back to the kidnapping scene. The kidnapping scene was one of my favorite scenes because it was like a strobe light was going off, but it was like actually lightning. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And like maybe or see, I, I just kept thinking everything's cast under the northern lights. Okay. You know, because that's why they have that that their house is made of glass. Yeah, their Basically, house was it's a million awesome. different windows. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was. Is so they always have light because at first I was like, what is going on? Yeah, there's no curtains. <laughs> There's zero. It's, it's kind of like the house that we stayed in. And, in, and like you, I said, it, "Am I watching? Am I watching a bad copy?" Yeah, because it was just like muted reds. Yeah, flashing. It's, it's an instrument. It's like you're watching it through a lava lamp. Yeah. Like because it's just mo- like moving throughout the whole thing. But that scene when they they kidnap both yeah. Nickel. I don't think they do. They bring them back to the the church, or do they? No, tor- they torment them in the house, right? Yeah. Because Nicolas Cage is outside his own house. Yeah. And then he breaks free and, yeah. Well. And he gets, well, he has to go through. No. Well, let's let's go through. They kidnap her. Yeah. And they take her. He's, Nicolas Cage is tied up in his house. Yeah. They take her back to the, to the to their temple. Lair. Okay. There, they drug her. Mm-hmm. And the dude shows her his penis. Oh, my God. And she laughs at his penis. This is yeah. real. This is in the movie. <laughs> I would laugh at his penis. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a great penis. Yeah, it was, it was a cool robe. Yeah, great robe. He has awesome kimonos. <laughs> but the moment he opens that up, and I'm like, oh, he's naked. Yeah. And Justin's like, is, 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 does he have a boner? And I'm like, no. If he does, it's pretty sad. And he, he she, she laugh- laughs at his his penis. And this guy thinks he's a god or the god yeah. or was uh, she? Was she? Well, he is a full on cult leader. So. Was she laughing that he wasn't erect? Because I, think, then he well, started, I don't know. He starts she, jerking off. She, yeah. She was super high. <laughs> I was watching this. I'm and like, what I am think I watching? She was, I think she was just laughing at the moment. Yeah. Because this guy's screaming with his dick out in front yeah. of her. And then he's jerking off in front of her. And he can't, he's and he like, can't no, no, no. Hold on. Just <laughs> give me a minute. Give me two minutes. It's cold. And, and then wow. she keeps laughing. That's when they decide to kill her. And they take her back to the house because Nicolas Cage is still chained up. Yeah. Or they had him tied up with barbed wire. Yeah. They get let him see her burn because they set her on. They hang her from a tree and set her on fire. I didn't then think Nicolas she was. Cage goes nuts. I didn't think she was alive, and then she started squirming. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And that's when the movie is like really started to take off. Yeah, because because it's the beginning of the movie because yeah. the, the title card comes up. He well, mind you, while he's being tortured, Nicolas Cage has been stabbed three times. Right with the, some yeah, blade the, of the that we never see again. Yeah, we've never seen it again. Like had a glowing emerald at the end of it yeah, it was like look like an eyeball yeah 
we don't see that ever again. I feel like we needed to see that a little yeah. bit more. But Nicholas Cage breaks out, goes to Bill Duke to get a crossbow. Well, goes to Bill Duke's trailer first. Well, yeah, he has, first he has that bender in that yeah, awesome bathroom. He goes into the bathroom and real kind of reminiscent of the hallway in uh, The Shining. Yeah, and that's what this movie was. No, never mind. I was a whole. I'm at a whole different part. <laughs> a whole other movie. Um. So he goes in the bathroom, and Nicolas Cage does every single emotion that they, yeah. that he can think of. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage is—he's uh, an alcoholic, but he's recovering. Yeah. But and then he apparently has a bottle stashed. Yeah. He's so a, what he did was he t- saw his wife get tortured, hung, then burned, set on fire, like gasoline. Yeah. And she gets, she turns to ash. Yep. So he breaks out of his bonds. He's all cut up. Which this is why I like the bathroom scene a lot. He, Nicholas Cage is like just torn to sheds because he, yeah. you know, he pried himself loose from this this barbed wire, and he sees his wife's ash skull blow away after right. like he gets to see it, and then the like the unluckiest yeah, yeah the unluckiest gust of wind comes through <laughs> and blows her skull away, and that skull had the deepest eye sockets, and it made it perfect for the girl Andrea because her eye sockets were pretty deep too, like yeah. her eyes were sunken in, but maybe that, maybe that's her natural look, I don't know, <laughs> but the outfit Nicholas Cage wore in this bathroom. Was he had an Ed Hardy shirt on, essentially? Before like, Ed Hardy. Yeah, it was before Ed Hardy was Ed Hardy, uh, tiger sweater and tidy whities Yeah, covered in blood. Yeah, doesn't clean himself. The bathroom was so seventies. Yeah, like with the it was orange and gold, copper. It was yeah, such a weird. Like bathroom. there was there was definitely like metallic wallpaper. And yeah, and, like daisies. like a repeating repeating pattern. Yep. Yeah, it was hard. It was real hard to focus because yeah. it's everything's red tone anyway. Shag carpet. Yeah, like shag everything. It looked like they skinned Sully from Monsters <laughs> Inc. and put it on the toilet seat. He has his breakdown, and you're you're right. He used every emotion that he yeah. could have. He laughed. He cried. He screamed. He shouted. He was super. Like he de evolves. Uh, yeah. Into what we're going to see for the next hour. Yeah. And, uh, what and like see? he's drinking the vodka and he's pouring in all his cuts. Like, yeah. And he, I, I, he did, I really I kind of like this scene. It was a, it was a very good scene. That's a scene that if I'm going to ever audition for a movie, that's my monologue. <laughs> like that's if I'm going to try it out for SNL. That's, I think it's one cut, right? Yeah, it has to be. You yeah. can't you can't say cut during that at that Oscar worthy scene. Yeah, this like whole movie just going, is one cut. He just go nuts. Yeah, drinking vodka, pouring it on him, and then screaming at the top of his lungs, and I honestly, crying. I honestly feel like the direct- like he's really breaking down. Yeah, I feel like the director wasn't even there for that scene. <laughs> like Nicholas Cage is just like roll cameras. So I want to work through something, and that made it into the movie. But then it goes into another great part where he's watching the commercial for Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> he keeps saying Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, Cheddar, Cheddar Goblin. Goblin, and Bill Duke has Cheddar Goblin in his yeah. in his uh, trailer. So he wait. wait. Before he goes to see Bill Duke, after she dies, is the title card. Like, the title comes up, and you go, oh, we're watching Mandy, the movie. the first time the title card comes up. Yeah, and then you're like, so when you think about it, now, like, you've seen the whole movie, you're like, okay, this is where the movie really starts. You watch the prequel. Yeah, this is what they want you to watch. Yeah. And he goes to Bill Duke, who is like the the soothsayer of the woods. Yeah. He knows everything. He's in a camper. Yeah, it says, fuck off on the door. (laughs) He's like, can't you read? He's like, oh, it's you. So gives him the the crossbow. He has no arrows for his crossbow. Yeah. Bill Duke offers him homemade crossbow arrows that he's made and says, what else are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm hunting. Well, what are you hunting? Jesus freaks. 
And I'm, <laughs> that's when I'm like, all right, this this movie's actually turning up. And then we find out about the the biker demons. We find out about the cult uh, children. And somehow Bill Duke knows who the biker demons yeah, are. The children of the darkness or something yeah. like that is the cult name. Uh, and he's like, if you're going to go hunting, you need a lot more than that. Boom. Cut scene to Mandy as a cartoon, naked. Yep. The northern lights flying all over. I think an eagle flew past her. <laughs> and then it's red. He's got his football jersey on from cutting down the trees, number 44. It's his favorite shirt. Aviators on. He probably got it five below. <laughs> and he is forging a battle axe. Yeah, an all metal battle axe. Yeah. Out of a puddle, like in a puddle of lava. Yeah, and I don't know where. It, like, and the the lava is in an old paint can, and he's pouring into a mold that he already had for this. Yeah, I don't know. And the battle axe comes out, and like it's so thin. It's perfect. Yeah, but it's so thin. It's yeah. like paper thin, and like he drops it, and it's like ding ding ding. It's like he's dropping a dime on a dresser, <laughs> and then he smooths it out, and he gives it a nice buff because yeah. that. If this was forged in fire, he'd win. Yeah, well. He, he'd win a lot because <laughs> doing an aviator is one is risky as all hell, but he did it. So he's got this battle axe. He's got his crossbow cut scene again. It's red. Obviously everything's red. He's in the woods and he's scoping out these, uh, these quad bikers. Yeah. And he has a shot on all of them, but he waits till the last one. Yeah. And the last one was the paperclip guy. He's or the, been the clothespin guy. He's been continuously super drunk. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and he sees the, the the demons, but they also live in a trailer. Yeah, and now he's well, gonna go. Well, do they live in a trailer? Because it looked like he. Oh, well, he kills one. Yeah, and then he he run like he runs. Oh no, over. they live in the aircraft hangar. Yeah, because yeah. like he put, he kills the clothespin guy, and I thought there were only three of them. It turns out there were four. No, <laughs> the chemist lives in the aircraft. Okay, ca- but they hangar. live in something very tall. Yeah, because. He kills the clothespin guy, the the fourth of the th- of the yeah. four guys. Hits him, and I don't know how his GMC Jimmy he flipped flips. over that yeah. guy. He must have been a brick shit house. Yeah, because he hit him hard and then flipped it. Everybody comes back. They got him handcuffed to a pipe. They got him, yeah, and a nail and through his hand, spiked Jesus style. Yeah, to, through to the floor. And then this guy, this other guy, is the Abe Sapien guy from right. Hellboy. And he's tormenting him. It stabs him again. Cuts yeah. his shirt. Big no no. <laughs> uh, and Nicolas Cage realizes that he can move the the pipe if you just kind of. It's kind of like that scene in Solo where Solo uh, Han realizes that Chewie could loosen the pipe and everything can fall through. Yeah. Uh, so easily he antagonizes this guy, this mutant. Gets the pipe, beats the hell out of the guy, pries a nail out. He f- kills that guy by no. Well, we think he kills him. He flips him through like multiple stories to right. the ground. Then he goes to the next room where the guy who has the drill bits coming out is doing coke, watching old 80s porn, and has a sword, a sword dick. dick. Like the sharpest penis you'll ever yeah, see. Has a, it's, yeah, has a sword. It's like a kickstand. Yeah. And uh, and he sneaks up and, on him with, a, with the battle. Not with the battle axe. With the... Um, Tony Montagna yeah. uh, levels of coke. Yeah, like mountains. Like yeah. they just got everything arm and hammer and just poured <laughs> it all over this... this mirror what what weapon does he have at this point he's got a knife a uh, box cutter yeah he it, found he's because he's playing at the box cutter and yeah like, but you he goes into one room and he sees like that old woman who's dead and then the guy who's got well, like his he, butt cheeks eaten that he was like face down in the yeah he cuts the guy's throat 
and then he breaks his neck. Yeah. And then well, he. This is before he fought. He's fighting Sword Dick. Okay. Because yeah. he goes up on fighting Sword Dick, and I hope that's his name in the <laughs> in the uh, the credits. But he sees him through the porn that he's watching, and then there's a there's a fight that ensues, and that's yeah. when he kills him, slices his throat, blood drips all over his face, like crazy amounts of blood shooting on his face. And then he starts swallowing the blood. Yeah. Like he's opening his mouth and he's like He's laughing. Yeah, he's welcoming the blood. Then he goes and gets his battle axe. Another guy comes up. He starts shooting. He kills that guy. It's the guy he's dropped before. Then does a huge mountain of coke (laughs) that gets clouded and all covered up in his beard. Now, Nicolas Cage rocks a really good beard in this movie. Right. It's a very yeah, clean it, and crisp beard from two bearded men. It's a, I, yeah, like it, it could gold. soak up some water. Yeah. And it's, it's dense and it's... it's And it's soaked up a fuck ton of blood. Yeah. Uh, and coke. And coke. And I feel he like... got he, coke for later. I feel like as he's driving, he's just flipping his mustache <laughs> up into his nose. But uh, he goes out and he sees that there's one more left. And it's the guy who has the, the metal uh, fingernail. Right. When, when, when does he do the... Okay, because he goes and see this chemist, and that's when he does the super LSD. Yeah, no, no, he does the super LSD at after killing Sword Dick. Okay, because the jar that Brother Swan gave him is on that nasty sink that he has. So he takes, he sniffs it, knows what it is. Bill Duke's already told him what this does to people. Right, and he takes a finger in there and puts it right on his mouth. Cartoon cut scene (laughs) where it's like a lava lamp. Then it goes to another naked cut scene of his. Mandy in Jupiter frolicking on the moon. <laughs> then he notices the guy sitting out watching a burning Buick. Yeah. And then there's the the fight scene again. And well, he shoots him in the neck. Yeah. yeah that, then he picks up his, his crossbow yeah. and his that battle axe. Yeah, and he shoots him in the neck from long range, goes down there, they fight. A really cool decapitation scene. Yeah. And then lights a cigarette that he finds on the ground with the head. <laughs> and then he goes and meets the chemist. Yeah. And the chemist is as you would imagine an LSD chemist making LSD shirtless in an apron. Yep. Probably pantless. More than likely. And has a pet uh, pet tiger named Lily. Or Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie the tiger. L- Lizzie the tiger. And then there's the scene where the chemist is reading his mind. Is that what happened? I don't know. I feel like the chemist reads his mind and then releases this, the tiger. This LSD could make you do or give you superpowers. Yeah, it gave all of them superpowers. Yeah. It gave him a sword dick. You know what I mean? Nicholas Cage, the evolution of this, Nicholas Cage, Mandy 2, now has a sword penis. (laughs) And he, the chemist is uh, speaking through Nicholas Cage's, like, astral planning and says, oh, I should, yeah, I should release the tiger. And the tiger's gone. And the tiger goes out and, like, onto this cliff and roars and it's like, boom, Berlin Mart, flea market (laughs) blanket. Like, perfect. He doesn't kill the chemist, right? No, leaves him because yeah. the chemist really just, has nothing to do with it. And he and he get like Nicholas Cage's whole thing is if you can give me information and you haven't done me wrong, like right. if you weren't involved solely with the killing of Mandy, you're not like I'm not going to kill you. So he has a moral compass. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't start out a bad guy. No, he was a good guy. Just he got. He knows who he's going to kill. Right. He's like Arya from Game of Thrones. He has his list, and he lets the tiger go. He lets the chemist go because the chemist tells him this is where they're at. This is where the cult's at. And then he gets to the cult very quickly. Well, he goes on a trip. Yeah. And he just wakes up near where the cult is. And he looks over and he's like, oh, yeah, he naps the, the cult. He naps in the woods for like three days. Wakes <laughs> up. And then 
it goes one more cut scene with the Mandy sign. Yeah. Like, which is a, definitely a black metal band logo. Yeah. And, and it, it gets bloodier and bloodier yeah. as, as it goes on. And then it goes back to Mandy, cartoon again, naked. There's a purple and black striped werewolf. She pulls out the liver, which is lime green, smears it on her, and then it's back to Nicolas Cage. Through the scope of his crossbow, sees them getting in their, their van. Yeah. And then immediately shows up and finds the van. He didn't have his car, right? No, no. So just, how fast is Nicolas Cage in this movie? No, he's he's on he's on that super LSD. Oh my god, he must have ziplined through that forest because <laughs> he shows up and he's got it's uh, brother a uh, brother Swan, yeah, and Lucy the sister. He destroys brother yeah, Swan. Swan's dead, and, and he lets like, Lucy go. And again, a ton of blood. Ton of blood coming. Like he stabs him in the throat. I right? liked all this gore. Yeah. Or, it was like Chelsea was like these deaths are really cool. I was like, well, if you think these deaths are cool, you need to watch Upgrade. Like these had they were cool deaths, but they weren't the best deaths that I've seen. Uh, so well, this is these are nineteen eighty five level. Yeah, these are good of gore. Yeah, which is great. I mean, I liked it. I liked yeah, it was the, a, it was the, a good throwback. Bar, so um, I can tell you that most people that are listening to this are, aren't going to watch it. No, uh, we didn't do a really good job. To, like we're not obviously not working. <coughs> we're not working for Mandy, but. Um, if you have two hours to spare on a, I think it's great on a winter day. Watch it. I'm not mad that I watched it. To no. be honest with you, because I got, uh, I'm mad that I watched it at ten o'clock at night, and uh, <laughs> you know I could have watched UFC. But we were watching, we're watching it, and we get to the point where he's killed Swan, he's let Lucy go, mm-hmm. and he walks up on the temple. Yeah, which looks like it was designed by the same person who made their house triangular kind of thing, yeah um little more wood less windows uh it's in the middle of a um, it's an terrible location honestly uh if you're gonna have parishioners go there but if it's just the six of you weirdo yeah, six really of you weirdo this, cult, yeah. um it's perfect because it's secluded in the gully of a mountain yeah uh surrounded by mountains and you go in there and they don't show you much like i don't know where all the bedrooms were but you find out that you get to go downstairs and that's where um the, it goes on forever yeah it's or a, at least it like it's a very long labyrinth it makes you feel like it's going forever but then it because it, it gets real psychedelic yeah well he's hot he's super high so yeah. he's done lsd and now you know he's doing coke uh and he comes up and he finds the old woman who he doesn't know that the old woman was attached other than that she was at the house when mandy died right. she doesn't know that that's the recon spy that went to mandy's like i don't know one stop that she worked at yeah and was super like mandy was so rude like if she was a mystery shopper mandy would have got a zero <laughs> she's like that's a cool shirt get the fuck out of my place We're like oh my god um and she's reading this book and like she's like it's five dollars get out of here yeah and uh but like she told her exactly where she had lived that's like a weird thing for an old lady to come up and ask you like where you guys live yeah. and for you to say this exactly is exactly where you live yeah this is a, we're in the, the triangle house down by the down by the <laughs> lake oh great this sounds beautiful we'll see you later um he finds out that this woman is the most sensual lover that jeremiah has had because she's she's 97 she's like psychic though yeah yeah well she's his mother i imagine yeah she I was mean, known as mother yeah uh, I don't know how this relationship works in the cults because I don't think I'm a cult material. No. He's he's very, he reminds me of uh, L. Ron Hubbard, like a young L. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like that's what the magic when he's at uh, with what's his name, uh, 
Pars Jack Parsons. Yeah, and he's like, "This is this is I can be a, a wizard. Yeah, I can be a, a goth wizard if I need to. Look at all the girls I have. <laughs> I'll sleep with anybody." And this could have went. He could have went on to be Elrond. Absolutely. Yeah. So he he kills the woman. We don't see the woman get woman getting killed. The mother getting killed. Uh, but we do know that she dies because he walks in on Jeremiah, who is naked again. Um, he's naked a lot. Yeah. And he shouldn't be. He does not have a body to be <laughs> completely naked. Um, he throws uh, red throws the head at Jeremiah, who is visually stunned, yeah. disgusted that the head flew. What does he do? He pele kicks it back to red. <laughs> red, red walks in. There's a um, Jeremiah is telling him like you can't you can't hurt me. Uh, I'm holy. This is a protected right. area. Like it's like he's put a spell on the area, like a protection spell on the area. Uh, God's watching him. You know. If he believes he's God, there was a lot of crosses, a lot of Jesus references yes. in there. Uh, and then it goes to a point where Nicholas Gage is just holding his head. And uh, he's down on his knees. And that's where the Mr. Tough Guy goes yeah. from, like, I'm holier than thou. God will protect me. He's saying, please don't kill me. I will suck your dick. <laughs> what did you make of uh, Jeremiah's uh, uh, his face turn? Real quick. Yeah, we knew. Like, he's tough guy when he is. But yeah. uh, video game style... He's uh, taken out every one of his his followers. Yeah, we. I've glossed over two deaths that we're gonna we're gonna okay. go back on because one of them mouth is, wide open. It, oh, yeah. Well, he got killed. So awesome! Like he threw that battle axe. And he's sitting it spinning. Two, yeah, two hundred yards, two football <laughs> fields. He threw it and impaled him on the head. And then the we get the best scene. Yeah, I think the best fight in the entire movie is the the what uh, one foot chainsaw. Versus the eight-foot chainsaw, that was so cool. They are lumberjacks. So. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good fight scene. Yeah. Do you think that and that, a little Ghost Rider whip, yep. or chain whip action? Yeah, he knew Johnny Blaze was going to come up with this, and the Galactus uh, reference yeah. was in there as well. Uh, do you think that the muscle who didn't really have a name? Do you think that he worked on the the lumberjack? I feel like all that lumberjack community knows each other. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. That's more exploration Another than I needed. Another big guy with a giant chainsaw. Yeah. Where did where did where did Nick Cage get a chainsaw? It was behind the the logs because okay. it looked like yeah. the big guy who he was kind of slow. Or maybe just because of where they are, everybody's got a chainsaw. Yeah. Well, the well he was sitting on a a ton of trees, like a ton of down trees. And uh it looked like he was whittling yeah, just by laughing to himself, whittling. Yeah, uh, yeah. He looked a little slow, and then Nicolas Cage, like he wasn't stealth about it at all. He's <laughs> struggling to turn on this chainsaw; it's not working <laughs> for him. He's pulling it four or five times. The other guy is like, "Okay, you want to play?" And pulls out this huge chainsaw. The metal music comes on. It's like, Burner! and then the chainsaw battle starts. That was pro- the chainsaw sword fight. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. That was a really cool and like backlit through gold. And yep, it was. It was really neat. I liked it. Uh, and then we see the muscle die in uh, an awesome way. He falls on the... Yeah, he chain whips him yeah. and he drags him across the chainsaw. That was, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. So back to Jeremiah's death. Spoiler alert, he dies. And by the way, if you made it this far, uh, um, there's spoilers in this episode. Uh, Jeremiah has already propositioned that he would perform oral sex to Red. Yes. Red doesn't say anything to him. He has no. not said anything. All, the only thing... I think the last words he has said was, you cut my shirt. You cut my shirt, <laughs> cut and that was shirt. and that was when he was fighting the mutants. He crushes Jeremiah's head, yeah. like te- temple style. He just puts his hands on his temple, crushes it. His does, eyes pop out. Jeremiah does like a five minute monologue, yeah. like psychedelic monologue, 
and Nicholas Cage is is seeing like Mandy's face yep. show up on his face, and you could he's I flashing kinda, through the cartoon scenes again. Yeah. Cheddar Goblin shows up. I just kind of like that we're putting we're put in the head of a guy who's cracked. Yeah. You know, uh, through drugs and through just emotional crack. Yeah, it's like hardcore Henry. Yeah, if it was just the emotions. If you were on drugs. Yeah, it's crank and hardcore Henry. <laughs> I feel like that's what it is. So Jeremiah dies. Nicholas Cage gets into um, an old station wagon by himself. Looks over. He's covered in blood. Yeah, like you've seen. If you've seen the footage for Mandy, you know what scene we're about to talk about. He's your the camera sitting at the passenger side. It's zoomed in on Nicholas Cage. Pearly whites, yep. great teeth. Nicholas Cage has smiling, young, shaven, right? No, he's still kind of oh, blood. yeah, he's got the beard. Um, yeah. It's thick too. It's like sponge beard. Yeah, uh, and he's smiling, so crazy. Yeah, he's hallucinating. Yeah, that Mandy's still there, and then he just drives off. Yeah, ninety miles an hour through the woods, and the church is burning yeah. behind them. The cross falls, credits, <laughs> and you're like. What? what? What did I just watch? <laughs> and it sets it up for a sequel because he's still alive. He he could go and he could find more people that the chemist has infected. Like, what is it? Bambi 2. And they kill Bill Duke's character and he's got to <laughs> avenge that death. Oh, uh, God. Danny Trejo's in the next one. Maybe he gets sober again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, that was great. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's rate the movie. One to five stars. Where are you at? Um, I'll go... Three and a half. Okay. I'm two and a half. Three and a half. I like this movie. The first act, if the first act was shorter, I would have liked it a lot more. A little more. shorter would have got four out of me. Yeah. It uh once it ramps up though, it's a you watch you're you're really, really into this movie. Yeah. And it, you're ready. There's a certain point where you're like, Okay, I get it. Like once you get the movie, you are like, Okay, they're gonna go all over. Yes. Yeah. Fifteen minutes into the movie, <clears> I was <throat> on my phone and I was like, I need to put my phone down. Because, like, I usually go on IMDb, see who's playing what. Uh, because I needed to watch this because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I miss one second of this, I'm going <laughs> to lose the movie. So this is a movie you need to watch probably three or four times. Yeah. Um, probably alone. This isn't a house party movie. No. This isn't an introduce it to your friends movie. Uh, although I tried to introduce it when we were camping. I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> I have a couple less friends. Uh, but I'm going to go two and a half. It was, uh, it was a trip. Yeah, uh, is it? I mean, like, I I see what people are talking about, and if you're a fan of this type of movie, I could see that. Like, if you're a fan of like avant-garde yeah. craziness, or you're willing to like sit through it, I could see how people could go. This is a great movie. This yeah. is the greatest thing he's ever done. It's a little too much for me. Maybe I've been desensitized because I've just been watching. Yeah, you've you know, watched some crazy shit. Yeah, um, but I do like it a lot, and I think. For I think I think Nicolas Cage is awesome in it. Yeah, this was one of his better performances. Yeah, uh, of you know I made the joke that Nicolas Cage usually does one titled movies, yeah. and it really is like Redemption and like yeah, all these weird like I don't know like security, <laughs> call these action words, and uh, he did Mandy, and this was a movie that I heard great things about earlier in the year. I needed to see it. Podcast we listen to recommend it highly. Yeah, I you know and if. Just the weirdness. I, I think the the quietness of the first hour before the yeah. title card is weirder than the rest of them. It really is because it, it it's just like we're watching like 
what would be cut footage from any other movie. Yeah. Just two people having conversations. And you don't actually have to hear any of it or yeah. anything. It's just it's set a, in the color tones. It's set in the, 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 you know, the exterior tone. If the movie uh, started with Mandy walking down the street, right. Jeremiah seeing her, if that's where it started, I would have been fine with it. Um, this is this is a movie that has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay? And then a 68 audience view. Yeah. Where do you put it? Do you put it closer to that 92 or closer to that 68? I think closer to that 68. Yeah, so do I. This is it's not a 92 movie for me. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's not a, it's not it's not a movie for everybody. No, it definitely isn't. I want to I want to talk to the people that rated this movie. Because like I want like I want to get into the mind of people who think that this is like a hundred percent movie. Here we are again saying that when you see like when somebody flashes a Rotten Tomatoes score, yeah, it shouldn't be the the critic score. Absolutely, it should be the the, the people the, who are actually yeah. going to see it. Because like uh, you think about it, like I saw Crimes of Grindelwald that's sitting at thirty nine percent. That's not a thirty nine percent movie. What's it? It's probably it's probably like a sixty eight seventy. What the audience but, say. I didn't see the audience. Yeah, but yeah, you're uh, but right. It's, it's like a 70% movie. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Uh, Venom, again, 32% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score 86 or yeah. something like that. It's, cre- it's certified Huge. fresh if you're an audience. Um, and they're the people who are seeing it. The people who are critiquing it and reviewing it as a reviewer, they're getting free tickets to this. So they're not spending their money on right. this movie. Yeah, I always wonder... Why you know a lot of time it's it's pretty drastic and what yeah. is that what what goes on there? Yeah, because you're getting people you're getting like uh, Roper who's like ninety years old. Yeah, and going, that is not going to a movie to have fun. Yeah, going to see Ant Man, not getting the jokes. Right. Going to see going to see that's this the thing is like we said about you know here we go ranting about Rotten Tomatoes yeah. again. This we're never anti Rotten Tomatoes. We're never going to get our Rotten Tomato card. <laughs> but uh, let's use Venom because we talked about it and. Even Halloween to some extent. And well, upgrade. Halloween actually both got an upgrade. Yeah. They, uh, what I said before is just, I left having fun. Yeah. I just had a ton of fun watching Venom. Yep. And it wasn't, it's not a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun movie to go see. And at the end, I was like, all right, I had a, I had a good yeah. time. It was worth the money. Yeah. Like, I just don't think reviewers can really accomplish that. Yeah. You, you know, it's work to them. I feel like they're biased. Yeah. I feel like you have to be like you become desensitized yeah. to to movies and you can't really enjoy them because you're analyzing all of like. I think reviewers have this thing where the smaller the audience, the better the review. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I, you know, that's that's all hearsay from me. But yeah. if there was actually a study done to it, I think that would be a, a you know because this, you know, Baba Duke, this, yeah. um, indie movies always get great reviews. Yep. Yeah, so, like Call Me by Your Name was like a, a not to 90, say that 97. Marvel movies ninety percent of the time get something over seventy. Yeah. You know, they're all almost over seventy. So yeah, know. we'll see. We'll, yeah. we're not Ron Tomatoes guys. It is what it is. Not yet. No, not I yet. Know, I don't know what benefits come with. I, that being a, I feel like we could be because we just reviewed Mandy and we gave an <laughs> honest review. Where uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. I recommend going sure. see it. It's it's a it's a high two point five for me. Chelsea would not recommend this movie if you're a Nicolas Cage fan. This is redemption. Yeah, go oh. see this. Yeah, no but pun intended on the one word. If you're if you're the guy that owns the pop shop over there in Collingswood, you ever you ever go to pop shop? Yeah. You, do you ever see the Nicolas Cage stickers? Mm-mm. They hide Nicolas Cage stickers. Somebody comes in there every night and, and hides a sticker. That's awesome. They take the old stickers off and they put new stickers up in different places. I didn't notice that. That's awesome. <laughs> so you think there's gonna be a Mandy sticker there? There's gotta. There be. has to the be the bloody Mandy's beard. Yeah, he's gotta be smiling at it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I recommend this one. Um, 
and we have some more mu- movie reviews coming up. Uh, we got what we have coming up. We got some Aquaman, Aquaman, probably Bumblebee. Yep. Uh, maybe Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I I had a tough time with the comics. I'm very because ex- it got weird, got I'm, real weird. But. I'm excited for the for the movie actually because of the concept of the the animation. I'm curious to see how that translates. Yeah. And I only because I like to see if they can turn it into a series of yeah. of Spider Verse stuff. So. Yeah. And then we got a bunch of TV stuff coming up too. We got Night Flyers coming out December second. Doctor Who Christmas. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, the Orville season two is returning, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely be touching on that. And we should have a interview with uh, the great John Layman. It's very uh, soon. Soon. So uh, read his comic book. Yeah, Outer Darkness. If you haven't picked yeah. it up, uh, definitely download it. It's download it, buy his, it wherever his you can. Sci-fi. It's awesome. Opus. Did you, you read it? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's awesome. Uh, I finished reading it last night. It's. Something that uh, I'm going to talk to him about because I think it's uh, re- it, it could definitely just jump over to an animated series one day once it's uh, yeah deeply and, established. And you know we've been talking about Chu should have got yeah. something and this should have got something and he's he's he needs something. Yeah, he deserves to get because he's just putting out. He, uh, Leviathan is too. Leviathan is amazing. It's an amazing comic book. Yeah. That cannot... Well, that could be an anime. Yeah. Issue three of Leviathan has some of the best cameos in it. <laughs> like, there's a... There's a big cut scene where... Uh, it's a two-page pa- uh, panel where Leviathan... Or the, all the dinosaurs are there and everything's... Uh, like, the they're fighting and all that shit. And one side is dedicated to Alan Moore. Yeah. So, it's got, like, the Watchmen and, like, the Killing Joke and all the stuff that he's done, like, sprinkled throughout. And the other side is Grant Morrison. Yeah, and it's got like Happy and like Krampus is in it. It's really, really, really. Well I done. just bought the third Leviathan. Yeah, with the little I, with the little girl on the cover. Yeah, I I, did, I threw it up on uh, Facebook. Yeah, what else did I buy? You bought uh, Umbrella Academy. Yes. Well, no, um, Deadly Class. Deadly Cla- Cla- Class, which yeah. is also coming out soon. As Fa- I didn't even know. Yeah. As soon as I bought it, the guy's like, "You going to watch a TV show?" I was like, "TV show." Yeah, I think it comes out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or early January. Very soon, but. We're definitely the premise that. is amazing. Yeah, it's a assassin. It's a school for assassins' kids. Yeah, we are definitely going to yeah. review that. Uh, but in the meantime, listen to this episode, watch Mandy, be on the lookout for our next episodes, and connect with us on all of our social medias. Um, Instagram, we are the Galaxy Wars. Everywhere else, we're the Galaxy Wars, except for Twitter, which is the Grace T H E G R Y S. All the podcast directories were the Galaxy Wars podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more reviews. Uh, see ya.